When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hey, Louie. Hey. How are you? How you been doing? I'm doing good. I actually slept a bit more uh, yesterday, so it's... uh... It, it, you say like nothing is better than sex and chocolate. I just realized sleep is. <laughs> uh, amen to that, man. Amen. <laughs> uh, all right, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm I'm happy uh, to to do almost my usual second appearance uh, in a week. Uh, by this time, it's it's almost a ritual. I do a top ten, and then I do uh, movie news. So happy to be part of your ritual, sir. Oh, thank you for being on and everything. I do appreciate that, you know, because I love having you on, man. I mean, you just became a regular to me on the show. And I I can't deny the chemistry, my sir. I cannot deny the chemistry. I agree. We definitely have that chemistry right there. (laughs) And so I just want to say we have Louis, the Frenchie Monet with us tonight. And we're actually going to be doing some movie news, like he mentioned. We're going to get into some theme park news about Epcot Center. We're also going to be talking about Stephen King writing another sequel to It. We're also going to be talking about Production Begins on Uncharted. And we're also going to be talking about Project Power trailer. We're going to be doing a trailer review for Power uh, for Project Power, which stars Jamie Foxx in a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. So, with further ado, let's go ahead and get on with the show. Yes, so, sir. you wanted to... Let's go ahead and go with your topic first. Okay, well, in that case, um, as found on CinemaBlend.com, the news broke out that Walt Disney World has postponed two of the biggest changes planned for Epcot. Uh, Not going too much into detail. Basically, they they modify plans. Uh, There's a lot of incoherence and a lot of chaos when it comes to Epcot, Disneyland, all the big places. Uh, they have to adapt the fact that they're a crowd-oriented business, and the last thing you want right now is crowds. <laughs> so it's uh, right. it, it's it's a particular situation for them, right? Most definitely, it's definitely an interesting thing because you have this COVID mess that's going around right now, and then they also mentioned too that they were going to do a Mary Poppins thing as well, along with some other stuff, and also showing the crowd, what this new Epcot Center was going to look like mm-hmm. in the future, which is actually one of those things where it's just like a standstill where people just stand still and look at everything that they're going to be getting in the future with Epcot Center. And that's not something you need right now, especially well, with this COVID mess. But and at the same time, it kind of shows, shows the human stupidity. I mean, in a sense that I understand, like, we don't have the new things they promised us, but at the same time, it's comprehensible. Like, I understand it. it's frustrating for those who are, you know, really wanted those changes. But consider the facts of today's day and age, and probably it gets worse in the future. Uh, there are things we have, we're gonna have to meet expectations. It won't be a new attraction every year, you know. Uh, right. It's gonna be, it's, financially they're taking a hit, and if they're taking a hit, and plus they have to make sure that not too many people get sick because it has to be contingency, right? They know people are going right. to transmit it. You just have to tr- try to contain the most they can, which that's a scary thing on itself, personally. Most definitely. I understand that they're taking a financial hit and everything. I understand that they have money built into this thing. But right now, it's not the time to actually go about doing this right now. 
Yeah. And even if you disinfect over a thousand rides at that theme park, I'm still not going to feel secured enough to actually want to go. Yeah, but you know, it, and here's the thing: like, and even if it's maybe fifty percent of what they're used to, or less, or more, whatever the percentage is, right? It's still less than you would have during a whole crowd of uh, a football game or a hockey game, right? Right. Those sports won't have any crowds, right? Any big event will have zero crowds. So why is it not okay for sports, but it's okay for people that, you know, you're not sitting next to each other having limited contact. This is actually you're going around touching things, uh, coughing, and going around everywhere you want. and. Exposing to even greater risk, but that's permitted, though. Right, exactly. That does not make any sense to me. And like you mentioned before, you're actually touching other things that people have actually touched, and everything. And in hockey and everything else, you're around other people. You're sitting down next to the person or whatever, and we're not touching anything. But still, that's not permitted. But all of a sudden, doing this at Epcot and everything, it's actually permitted for people to want to come in. That is backwards compatibility to me. Yeah, and it, it, it's because it generates more money, and like it or not, right. the U.S., Canada, all the the first world places are, you know, the economy is based off of the really big producers, and they are big producers. Uh, hockey and everything, yes, and like all like the sports, yes, but I have a feeling that, that uh, the economy of the nation has a bit more impact with like the major studios and uh, recreational parks. So it's kind of normal. Like they're pressing to get money because it's a leaking. Like it never leaked before, but at the same time, is it worth having a jump on the uh, population that's infected now to half of your population eventually, you know, but we're not talking about like 80,000 here. We're talking the millions and millions and millions if this is not contained properly. And if you're uh, the United States and Canada are ready for a second wave, just to show in, in Canada, uh, the extensions for, even though you can go back to work, the extended the, the AIDS until uh, December. So if right. you, if you apply, you get it right away. So they know something and they're preparing for stuff. And it's scary that even in the midst of those things, they still let these kind of things happen and open up. Right. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. And like you said, from a business standpoint and stuff like that, I understand why they would want to do it because of the hit that they're taking right now. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Here in the United States, we haven't even gotten over our first wave yet or anything. Yeah. So why would you want to go ahead and open up amidst this pandemic, especially when we haven't even hit the curve yet or anything like that? We were doing good before. And then all of a sudden, let's open bars. Let's go ahead and do this. Let's have a party pretty much and open up everything. And, you know, we're not we haven't even uh, hit the second wave yet. And it's going to be 10 times worse if we don't put a handle on it now. Yeah. Anyways, it's um, um, with no disrespect because it, it, it I, I've seen a couple of things here and there, but I can't relate. But what I've seen, it, it, it looks so rough and almost hopeless right now because the curve is not going down. No. And and us at least, there's things that go are going down, but you can see people had parties. There's a, like again a couple of times, like the school had infections, and they, they, they like a quarter of the population at school got infected. And this is like in span maybe of like what four days, 
Yeah, uh, within four days. And we're in controlled situation. So it's uh, it's so unforeseen times in anything. I think the world is going to change as we know it, not just in movies and everything uh, that we know that usually, you know, went very well in the United States, a production of anything to do with entertainments and, you know, music and everything. It's it's going right. to... It's going to suffer. Most definitely. It's definitely going to suffer. As a matter of fact, you know, in Walmarts, for example, we can't even have coins over at uh, at the, you know how you do the self-checkout? Yeah, We're yeah. not even allowed to do uh, coins anymore or anything like that. It's got to be like put change into the uh, machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we we can't even do that. Everything is now plastic for the <clears> uh, for the checkout for when you're doing self checkout. Now, mm. if you're going on ahead and seeing the actual person, you can actually use cash, but you cannot do that at the uh, self checkout. Then you also have. I'm also thinking about this too because also too, there's also a reduction uh, reduction on the whole entire thing with cans as well. Mm. which is why we're not getting that many flavors anymore with Coke or Pepsi or anything like that with those products. Well, and you know what? These are changes that had to happen. Sad that we had to have an event like this uh, to to make sure like, hey, we can't be using that much of our tin steel and this and that uh, because it's going to limit the pollution and we're going to have to be creative about what are solutions. So there's always a a hope somewhere or a positive point. And that's my positive point. It has... It's it's making us change and force us for at least a part of the population to think in ways and find solutions that we would not never have thought or did before because now we're forced to do. So there's that. But at the same time, it wouldn't be nice just to go back to how we lived before, right? And I don't think right. it's going to happen. That includes movies. I mean, our cinemas right. are open right now. And in my head, it's like, I, do I go? Or do I, I, I don't go. What do I do? What the hell? And it... It puts the stress. I never thought I to, to go see a movie. I'd be stressed about it, you know? Right. And, you know, I mentioned this before. I don't know if I mentioned it whenever I, you were on the show or not. But over here at our local theater, you can rent out a one auditorium for yourself or for your family for 40 bucks. Mm. Yeah, you got to find a way. But, you know... I would be stressed out. I'm going to be honest with you. I would be definitely stressed out sitting in a movie theater with a packed people. Or even if you're skipping cheers, I would still mm-hmm. be nervous. And this relating back to our conversation. So imagine we're scared of sitting in theaters and they're opening their, th- their thing saying, hey, everyone, let's walk together. <laughs> Again, it's, right. it's, it's, it's that scary that I'm hesitating going movies. Why? I understand the thrills of it. But if you don't have to go, yeah, it's sad for them and they're going to take a hit. But is it worth putting your life in risk and those around the, uh, around you just because you want to have fun one summer, you know? No, definitely not. Because there's going to be plenty of summers that you can go. Exactly. You, to me, you can sacrifice at least one summer to spend with your family and bring yourselves together for once. This yeah. is what this time is for. It's bringing each other together as a family without all the distractions of going on a road trip and then planning and all that mm. other stuff, all that stuff can be done next year. You have a whole year right now to spend time together with your family. All right. But you know what? It's enough COVID talk from you because a bit more now I'll, I'll need to, to, to pause <laughs> and smoke a cigarette outside. So 
right. So, <clears throat> so let's see here. Let me go over to my second topic right. that I wanted to talk about. And this is something that I found interesting because I wasn't even expecting it. I went on YouTube and was just dumb, thumbing through some stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And I followed this one guy. And his name is Chris Parker. He's actually a movie reviewer for 3C Film Review. I don't know if you heard of him or not. Nope. But he used to follow me back in 2014 whenever I first did my uh, YouTube channel. And so, anyways, I've been following him ever since. But he reported, and he got this from another source, I forgot what that source is, that they teased, the source actually teased a picture of Pennywise. And in the tweet, it says, more information coming soon. Okay. So, that allowed him to speculate either we're getting a prequel to Stephen King's It or we're getting an It Chapter 3 movie. One of those two movies. But it comes to find out it's actually Stephen King working on a It Chapter 3 story. Well, an It Chapter 2 book. Mm. And I'm a, I, to be honest with you, I'm ecstatic for it, for this new book, it, whenever he gets it, gets it completed. And Here's my thought process on this. When, remember after It Chapter 2 was released and then there was a bunch of reports where it said, where they were actually thinking about doing an It Chapter 3 movie or a prequel idea? Mm-hmm. My thought process was this. Okay, you don't need to make an It Chapter 3 because there's no material to actually cover for an It Chapter 3 story for a movie. Yeah. But I'm okay with a prequel story. Because of the fact there's a lot of meat that you can actually digest and everything, because you can actually go through the whole entire history of dairy in that one book. Mm-hmm. But you can also do it through a Castle Rock television series like on Hulu. Okay. And just let it be centered just around on Pennywise itself. Okay. What do you think? I mean, I'll be. I, I did not like the the second movie, by the way. Uh, like a lot, of, I never even finished it. I can't remember. I was annoyed the whole the way through, <laughs> which is not a good thing. Um, I would like it, to see that reaction. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very boring reaction. It, I'm not like I'm not physically annoyed, but inside I'm like, but why am I watching this? What is right. this? Is no, <laughs> I'm, I'm like that internally. I'm, I I get just very whiny, um, and I, I don't know, like. I like his stuff. Like he can write really interesting same subject books. Like I, I recently discovered these are things I did not know. You know, he's an inventor of well, in books, anyways, shared universes. His book right. connected like the 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 Tower series. I, f- I forgot um, the, the Dark Tower. Dark Tower, yeah, the Dark Tower series, like the middle of the universe, and shares everything. And see, I, I understood it a bit more, and I was interested. Never really read his books. But I seen the movie of Doctor Sleep, and I was impressed. If the book is pretty similar, I was impressed with the content. So if, Me too. If it's just not something that Stephen King said, okay, to a paycheck and let's do our best. If there's an actual idea, and they wanted to make a movie, and you know Stephen King say, hey, I've been pushing them to uh, an idea for like a couple of years. Let's do something joint, and it's a good foundation that really makes sense and can definitely translate on screen afterwards. If that's put in perspective and in mind to eventually be able to easy as possible put it into a film form, I'm down. 
Me too. Uh, me too as well. And I'm going to be honest with you too. I did not enjoy it. Chapter two as much as it chapter one. Mm. And, you know, I was let down by it, but the ending, the way that they actually carried it on, but I liked aspects of the film, but I didn't like the movie as a whole. Okay. You know what? Could you, because I think I lasted half an hour. Uh, could you tell me exactly how it ended and what happened? <laughs> okay. Basically what happens is they try to remember that contraption that they try to trap it in. The Indians did. Yeah. Okay, they try doing that ritual. They throw all the stuff in and everything because they go on that treasure hunt to find their stuff, which they call their treasure. They go in here, they do the ritual and everything. All of a sudden, it is let loose. He's this huge-ass giant spider-slash-clown with a face on it rather than a spider because in the book, he was uh, it was this big old huge spider that was, um, that's been down in the store for over 30 years. Okay. So... So basically, an orphan, then they kill him. They had to make fun of him and make him smaller. Okay. <laughs> I can already hear the annoyance. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I can already hear it. <laughs> which was stupid, which is actually the opposite of what happened in the book. And you see, and this is this is the thing why I say, like, conjo- conjointly, right? Yeah, Stephen right. King can make something good in the book and it's really translatable on screen cool but if they have to mess around and have another instance of it chapter two um what's the point right and another thing too and i'm just putting a little hesitant marker on this too i'm hoping he's not writing the book because of the fact that it chapter one and it chapter two made over a billion dollars I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping he's actually going to try and write something because he feels passionate that he can actually do something in a 2020 type of world revolving it. You know, I personally would like to see more explanation, like if everybody do it, right? More explanation on <clears throat> what the it species is. So not mm. have the same it come back, but have like like another of a species coming to earth and having its own style it's like a bit of concept if you could look at it as carnage and venom they're both symbiotes, Ah. right but they both use it completely different so i would like to see how you can push the it species um into something different but familiar a bit to uh, the pennywise right and funny you should mention this because i actually read the book Dreamcatcher, and it is actually mentioned in Dreamcatcher. but get this though um, in the book, on the sign, it says, it gives you all the names of the losers of the Losers Club. And okay. then underneath it, it says, Pennywise Lives. Huh. And Dreamcatcher is an alien-based movie. So oh, if I, they did... Huh? I fucking love that movie. <laughs> Me too. You know what? I think you and I should do a review on Dreamcatcher one day. Oh God! Uh, yeah, sure. Also, we, I, we can we can also do uh, uh, the Frenchy watches because there's a lot of psychology we can analyze into that movie too. But yes, I would love for it to have your analog. Yes, I want that. <laughs> I want that in my review uh, right. because I actually own the DVD of that. Mm. So, but anyways, um, back to what I was saying though. I think that. You mentioning the whole Simio thing and everything, and with him being mentioned in Dreamcatcher in the book, would actually fit. 
now that you mentioned that. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's like there, there's so much you can do. Like, if you don't want to recycle things and just always go Pennywise, it, it, it's a species. It's something. It's it, it's explained that I know. I didn't read it, but it's, I know it's explained in the book. You kind of see a bit during the, his dimension, and he was more of a light, right? Like a, a, his body form is like three lights. That's why when he opens his mouth, there's those three white lights. So right, those dead lights. Yeah, the dead lights. So give us another dead like creature that reacts differently and can actually push the story and make us understand a bit what are those three lights or the it, dead that's lights. That's what I would like. You know, that's actually a good idea, to be honest with you. And, you know, like I said, there's just something haunting about Pennywise itself. And if they yeah. actually did a different type of version of that, that'd be uh, great. It definitely would. All right. So... <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Let's see. We got Protection Begins on Uncharted. Yeah. Um, uh, um, I don't care. I really don't care. It's sad to say, but it's uh, I've it, my dad is a bigger uh, Uncharted fan than I am. I think I played mm-hmm. it 20 minutes ago. But I don't, I don't have to... <laughs> uh, uh, 20 minutes, I mean, uh, total. I don't have to enjoy the... Uh, the the game itself and probably enjoy this movie because it's like right. a young Indiana Jones. There's this aspect, mm-hmm. there, right? And if they find the right atmosphere, it's going to be minimally a good popcorn movie. If they really do a good job, it could be uh, uh, the next Guardians of the Galaxy. It could be like something that no one really expected to have a hit on their hands and they have a huge hit. But So it has right. a lot of potential. Most definitely. It does have a lot of potential behind it, especially with Tom Holland as a young Nathan Drake. And, of course, you have Mark uh, Wahlberg in the movie as well. But I said this before um, on the show before and whenever I was doing the show solo was this. It gets to the point where, you know, you want to be excited for it. But every single time when you do, it's either, oh, this director left, this writer left, this production has stopped. Um, It's going to push back the release date. Oh, we moved up the release date. At that point in time, you're like, okay, should I even be excited for this movie? Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. It's it's a long. It's like uh, my first instances of that kind of situation is the crow, right? It's like one day will be ever if we can make it, and it never gets done. That being said, I'm trying to think. There's if there's movies that have been delayed so long and still came out to be amazing and as expectation, but not much comes to mind. So that goes mm-hmm. to show you if it's always that pushed and not because it's, you know, there's a couple of technical things, but, you know, like you said, there's a change of staff. The story has been rewritten. The board of review says it's not a, enough for teenagers and then you have to change it. DC, I'm aiming at you. Um, <laughs> there's those kind of attitudes that Hollywood has to change because it does affect the movie and it does affect the expectations of an audience. And most of the time, it's underwhelming when we receive it, because after all those pushes, you keep asking yourself, what are the big changes? Why is it taking so long? And then, yeah, that that could have came out a lot before. (laughs) Right. And a matter of fact, they actually moved the release date to July 16th, 2021, and Uh, it's competing against Space Jam. Yeah, right now, if I have a choice, I'm going to go see Space Jam without a doubt. And I would not even blink to go see this movie right now, as we said. Oh, I got some interesting news to tell you about this, too. I don't know if you know anything about Space Jam 2 and the 
cameos and stuff like that. I don't even know who the lead is, to be honest. Um, it's actually gonna be, um, it's actually gonna. Hold on, I, I know the I know the basketball player. <laughs> I'm just drawing a blank. All of a sudden, this is not good. Uh, actually, Space Jam Two is actually gonna have LeBron James. There we go. Okay. Uh, I, and. I, a personality you can work with. I don't. I don't know basketball that much, but if he's a, did he act before? He only acted in one movie, and that's the movie, the Amy Schumer movie, uh, Trainwreck. But again, you know what? It, it shouldn't be a qualifier. It's a bad question because think about right. it. Michael Jordan had no acting skills. It actually is right. enjoyable. It's bad, right? In an enjoyable way. <laughs> and you know what? Though he was actually uh, LeBron James is actually the producer of this film, though too. Okay. That's why he moved out to L.A. too, because of the fact that uh, he wanted to be closer to the production of everything, to his production company. Okay, I have a question, and, mm. and uh, this is something I'm sorry about this, but how would you want to, to follow? Do you want like a space jam that is a bit disconnected from the first movie, or do you want it to push the lore of the first movie? To be honest with you, if it's gonna, if he's gonna do a part two, I would like for it. To where maybe you might actually have the basketball transfer the power, or something like that, to LeBron, okay, or something like that, and do it that way, make it its own thing without having to do a callback to Michael Jordan's version. Okay, so not have like a a, a final match to decide humans uh, humans fate. It's you would go a whole different uh, story. Well, that's actually going to still happen. Okay, that's the direction that the, yeah, that part's still going to happen. The animation stuff is still going to happen. I don't know about the villains, though. I don't know what they're going to look like or if this is another one of those things with the Monstars again or anything like that. But I know that the animation and stuff like that is still going to happen. As a matter of fact, I also know I'm... that Pennywise is going to show up in this film. Pennywise? Yeah, as a cameo uh, and everything. You're going to have other WB characters show up in this film oh i get it okay i you that yeah they're going the lego uh, movie routes they're, they're pulling yeah. their okay all right interesting uh th- that could work that could be a disaster for marketing scam like look at all our products don't forget us please don't forget us it, it gets screamed like that but right if it's done properly I'd be, yeah i'm down one thing like how much you want to bet instead of the aliens because of today's day and age and climate um, and the fear of AI, I think we, probably the monsters or the evil people will be machines or AI. That wouldn't, to be honest with you, that would actually make more sense. It would actually bring uh, the 2020 crowd into this movie yeah. versus doing aliens. Because don't get me wrong, aliens have do- been done before, mm. you know, and everything is now technology and stuff. So it makes more sense to actually do an AI. You know, it'd be funny if we actually get Siri. Versus Alexa. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, you can do like a reboot, uh, you know, the old show reboot where you see the net yeah. and everything. You can have the Looney Tunes going into the internet, a bit like uh, also breaking um, the, the, the animated thing with. Uh, Record Ralph? Yeah, Record Ralph. Kind of? A bit of a vibe that you would actually see in the internet, like products fighting each other and everything. But then. That'd be great. They would have to do a basketball match live but, stream right <laughs> but because they're, they're actually <laughs> in the internet 
Right. But what if they did it this way, where the AI designs a female body kind of thing for an animated character to be in this Looney Tunes world? And mm. Alexa has has a body, has a female body, and then you have Siri who has a female body, and they're actually having to compete against each other in basketball. And they and when the referee says stop Alexa, because sorry, I did not understand stop Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and that, that's the beauty about, about animation. You can go anywhere. I know I think we're digressing. Uh let's 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 maybe go uh, go to the next subject before we start randomly talking about something else here. All right, not a problem. I guess you didn't want to talk about stop Alexa. Okay. <laughs> no, okay, but okay. I, I'm just thinking about your run times here. It's okay. It's okay. It's perfectly fine, man. Um, so the last thing we got is Project Power. Yeah, it's um, I I just found it like a couple minutes before I sent it to you. It's not something I was planning. It's not something that um I was thinking like I had to see this. But when I saw it, like the list of cast, I say okay, uh, I'm gonna look at it, and I was impressed what I saw. Generic, maybe in story, yeah. Mm. Like the progression and like the plots and everything, but the premise is pretty cool. And like, if someone who hasn't seen the premise is basically, you can unlock your superpowers by eating this like bullet thing. Uh, I think the the um, the powers last like for five minutes at a time, right? So it's right. sure burst. You you don't become a superhero for life, but you know what you're once you've taken the first time. What you can do as an ability, and every time you take it, you can use that ability. So it's an interesting spin on superhero movies. And Jamie Foxx looks pretty decent in this movie. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty excited. One thing I have I really have to give my hats, uh, at least the trailer, is the visual effects of the powers looks superb. I agree with you on that. And, you know, I've seen the poster today, but I just kind of scrolled past it, mm. you know? And passing, so I didn't know exactly what this is about or anything like that. I was going to come back to it later, but when you sent me the link, I was I was like, okay, Jamie Fox check, Joseph Gordon Lovitz check. check. Yeah. So I went on ahead, and at first I'm thinking, whenever I saw the bullet and everything, I'm like, okay, this is kind of like limitless because it says you can open your mind. It also has a Matrix kind of uh, flavor though to it too. Mm. So I'm like, okay, so where are they going with this? And then as soon as you as soon as it says that you can be a superhero for a couple of hours, that was actually pretty awesome to me. That's actually pretty cool for the originality behind that. Yeah, it looks like it's not just rehashing. Again, I have a feeling the story is going to be generic, but at least right. the concept behind it, the mythology they're trying to build, is is well thought out. It's not rushed by a studio, and like you rewatch it 10 years later, and like, yeah, that was empty. It made no sense. They're actually going for something, so congratulations to them, and they're trying to... to... <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. It's uh, okay. What I was saying, that motorcycle cut me off. Uh, you said that the mythology behind it. Yeah, the mythology, they're really pushing uh, to something interesting and unique. So if not at a minimum, it's going to be a cool concept with amazing visual effects. Um, the guy in flames, it looks like the version of the Human Torch I always wanted to see on screen. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing that popped in my head. Uh, there's, it's, it looks very atmospheric and 
well produced as well, like visually and the effects, but also like casting in general looked very solid. So yeah, it was not on my list before, but once it's gonna pop up on Netflix, I'm definitely gonna check it out. Same here as well. I also want to mention a couple of other things though too while you were talking. Was this? I love the whole concept of the Human Torch thing. Then also too, I'm hoping that they actually show the motivation why Jamie Fox wants why he hates this superhero thing so much and why he wants to put it into him. Mm. I want to see that motivation. I want to actually see them dive into that a lot more considering the fact that this is a movie and not a TV series because I would love to see this as a TV series to be honest with you for Netflix because it definitely has that vibe that it could actually be a Netflix TV show. What if Jamie Foxx is actually the villain? There's a reason why you want to eliminate everything and then you realize at the end his motivations are not pure. You know what? I was thinking that myself, to be honest with you. And I'm glad that you actually brought that up. Because I'm like, I'm like, okay, you're, we're seeing him not like superheroes, but what's the motivation behind him not liking superheroes? Is this uh, character someone that you can root for, or is this someone that you have to root against? Is this the antagonist behind everything? Or, or is this the plot twist that you realize it's... Like, I hope they don't go into that direction uh, right off the bat. I hope it lingers until you, something clicks. You're like, mm-hmm. holy shit, he's not good, you know? Me too. And then Joseph Gordon-Lovett's power, I love that visual. Mm-hmm. And everything too. But what if Jamie is a superpower and he doesn't have a superpower and he doesn't even realize he has a superpower? Or he's a villain, but he has a superpower, but he's actually trying to kill all the superheroes so he can be on top. Yeah, the, the, that's exactly where my mind... Or there's more of a... It's less about a power thing. Some The greatest villains are the ones that think they're right, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they have their exactly. own personal reasons. So maybe for him, he has an ultimate goal. There's, uh, you know, a Thanos moment of... Yeah, you know, technically half the population should disappear because a lot of living creatures are stupid. Uh, and he had good motivations for it. You can understand kind of his logic, but he's a bad guy no matter what i hope they bring that approach that his intentions is understandable but does not change the fact that he should not be doing what he's doing exactly i i can actually agree with that man i i definitely do we should become movie writers sir <laughs> exactly i think so too you know what maybe we should go in here and start one tonight oh uh, yeah i i tried i have the imagination but i don't have the skills um <laughs> Anyways, uh, it, it wasn't the last news. Uh, you you also want to talk about uh, the Star Wars thing. Right. Uh, this is what I found interesting. And let me go on ahead and pull from that. Because I actually made notes from that. Okay. And it's Hayden Chris, uh, Christensen, who's actually going to be in... Uh, might return in Star Wars. And I don't know if he's going to be in the Obi-Wan story. I don't know what what he's going to do, but it does make sense if he winds up being in the Obi-Wan story. Maybe they might show a little bit more adventures that him and Obi-Wan had before he actually turned into the dark side. Mm. Or maybe a little bit more flashbacks. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think they're being sly on us. Yeah, he's coming back. I have a feeling he might be back as Vader. You see, that's another thing, too. With With them getting him back, with that... Would you want to see him as Vader in that helmet because of the fact that they just got him back and now he's going to have to have his face covered as a as Vader? Yeah, but you know, Hayden Christensen does not like the Anakin role. 
True. Uh, he, it, there's a lot of stigmata, right? Maybe Disney convinced him saying, hey, but what if you become Dark Vader? You won't see your face. But is that really a bad thing with the way you feel about you know, Anakin? If you cover it up and that becomes something else and we can show your face at the end, you become a full character. You want to try something different because it's the easiest way, right? If you want right. to reintegrate into him, he becomes Dark Vader so you can play him. You can do a bit of a Pe- Pedro Pascal moment in uh, in Mandalorian, you don't see his face until the very end. Pedro Pascal probably just appeared in one episode, right? That could be the right. interesting thing. That's actually a, not a bad idea, to be honest with you. To uh, to be honest, I mean, you know, I think that would actually be the smart move to do because, you, like you said, that role for Anakin has been tainted for him. Oh yeah. And everything, you know, and he doesn't want to be in it. So Disney could be like, well, you know what you can do? You can go ahead and put on the Darth Vader helmet and you don't have to worry about that role anymore. You're now Darth Vader. So I can actually see it go down that way. Exactly. And honestly, I like I I could hear the the, the pitch meeting him saying, no, 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 no. And they're, they're like, yes, you don't want to be Anakin. Who said you can never be Darth Vader and and hate and uh the, the actors just shut up and say, okay, I'm in, you know? I can just see that pitch. Exactly. Me too. I can actually see that pitch to him. I could actually say, okay, let me sign on the dotted line right here, right now. And it also, so. it's a way to redeem, it's a way to redeem uh, Revenge of the Sith, right? Because the Dark mm-hmm. Vader was so weak. And he was associated I agree. to that Dark Vader. Maybe it would, it, it would be an interesting thing to see the young Dark Vader him learning, right? Right. Him learning that would actually, how to be Darth Vader. Right. I would like to see that. Him learning from Palpatine and everything and try and learning how to be where we got that whole entire setup from uh, A New Hope. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I would be down to see that now that you mentioned it. That's not a bad idea. Or if you do a Vader series, it should go in that route, Right. Don't don't right. don't show us things that are are too far fetched or too out of the realm or so out of the realm that it doesn't feel connected. Do a right. a, a beginnings of Dark Vader. We see snippets in comics and everything, but and right. we see like in Rogue One, but we don't see a storyline progress about him how to really harness the dark side and maybe even having conflict sometimes and seeing him doing doing horrific things. Right. So right. there's a lot you can do. Exactly. The only thing that I don't want to see is another Death Star. I'm tired of seeing the Death Star. Oh yeah, it, 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 Disney has to change. It has to change mythology. It has to change way of doing things. So it just don't make it more personal. Don't make it about a big weapon story. Make it about Vader, and right. and or make Vader a big presence, the main bad guy, uh, in the uh, Obi Wan show. Right, have that whole entire thing of that tension between the two of them, and everything. Make it simplistic instead of making it something so, something that's already been rehashed over and over again. Exactly. I I, I haven't had news. Is Kathleen Kennedy still on right now for uh, Lucas uh, Lucasfilm? Yeah, she's still on. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. But isn't she supposed to get out soon? That's what I've heard, and I also heard maybe Kevin Feige might actually be taking over. I, I still think you, you can make uh, Filoni the Kevin Feige of Star Wars, honestly, though. Mm-hmm. I, I can see that route. I do agree that uh, Kennedy needs to actually go on ahead and resign Yep. and let somebody else take over. 
because we've been seeing a bunch of things. She's like the Warner Brothers of Star Wars and Disney. Yeah. She, she, the bad decisions of like head scratching where is this going and I don't know it just if she's good in like planning financial and this and that cool mm-hmm. just make like other Favreau for Loni making the story decision now if she has a really right. good aspect and it really generates some stuff for Star Wars under the scenes cool but don't make her you know in charge of creative because good lord has it suffered I agree with you on that because she goes on ahead, she makes the an announcement, and it's like, oh no, never mind. We're not going to go down that route anymore. We're not doing an Obi Wan series anymore. Oh, never mind. We are going to go on ahead and do an Obi Wan story now. Then she's going back and forth with it. She is the dark, the female Darth Vader of Star Wars. Yeah, fighting, fight, fighting light and dark. <laughs> but and, and and I hope Disney also understands that, like. They, they, they squandered an opportunity to create mythology that is going to die. Their franchise is going to die out in the next 50 years. Mm-hmm. If, and, and their plan is to exist forever, right? Uh, right. So if you want that brand to stay alive more than your next couple of movies, to, especially in today's day and age, where movies that caliber cost so much, so it won't take long, even though Disney's doing a lot of movies, if they always dish out a Star Wars movie and it doesn't do like hundred and something percent of more profit, they won't be able to do a lot of good movies eventually. And they they, no. they banked a lot on Star Wars. So they, they gotta get it together. I agree with you, but I also wouldn't mind them just going on ahead and concentrating on their TV series for Disney Plus. But that's gotta be expensive. Mandalorian was movie quality. But that's gotta be it expensive. Was. That, maybe not Game of Thrones budget, but you know. You can definitely tell that they definitely spent some moolah for that. Oh yeah, and so. but yeah, it wasn't too wacky. It wasn't too, like that, that's what I like. You know, it stayed grounded, even though it's a Star Wars. Uh, it didn't want in the Attack of Clones route. You know, and heavy and dizzying with special effects. So that was fun to see, and I hope it continues in 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 that style. That it's it, it's relatable stories, personal stories, not just about. The big events. I understand. Yeah, right. And I agree with you on that. 110%. You know? Yeah. And so. No, go on. Go ahead. I had nothing special to say. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's. I was just going to ask you was there anything else that you wanted to add? Was there any other new stuff that you might want to cover? New stuff, no. But. Okay. Uh, let me see. There was something. No, no, nothing in particular, particular, finally. Okay, then. So that's going to do it for the show and everything for tonight. I just want to say thanks again for coming on the show and everything, man. I do appreciate it a lot. I always enjoy our time. It's my pleasure. And probably till, till next week or very soon, two times in a row because it's, it's fun. It's, I, I like going my creative side, but I also like reacting. Uh, so it's it just feels good to give out your opinions and to have people listen to it. And even though we're, we're not in the big times, right? We're, we're still blessed to have people come back and be interested in what we do. So exactly. I, I'm just happy to have that connection, man. Same here, man. Like your fir- The first time that we actually did 
uh, when we had you guys on Schmoes of the North and everything, I just felt that chemistry right there, and I wanted to work with you. So I'm glad that you reached out to me and everything. So I'm glad we were able to do something. You're talking about Hotel Nerd? Yeah, when we did Hotel Nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, have, uh, have you, have you been doing Hotel Nerd uh, from time to time or? Uh, no, not right. Not at the moment or anything like that. Okay. Um, but I'll talk to you a little bit later on about some stuff and everything too. Your projects. Yeah, true. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, but I do have an announcement to make though, too, for this podcast. I'm actually going to have film on the rocks movie podcast with me on Friday at seven o'clock central time, eight o'clock Eastern time. We're going to be doing our movie review of Crawl. Right. And we're going to be doing drinking rules. <laughs> so if you are familiar with drinking rules and everything, we're probably going to end up talking about when to actually take a drink of your, a shot of your drink or take a sip of your drink. Whenever you see a certain character do something or when a certain character winds up, for instance, winds up winding up her flashlight to generate a flashlight and you might want to take a drink when she does something like that in a movie. So we're going to be doing that with drinking rules. We're going to be reviewing the movie. It's going to be fun. All right. So, uh, I, I, I haven't seen the movie, so I'll probably just learn about the movie by hearing these guys get drunker, drunker. <laughs> all right. Sounds good, man. And like I said, man, I do appreciate you being on and where can everybody reach you at? Look, it's pretty simple. The fastest, quickest ways. Norton Schmoes on Twitter. It's our official Schmoes in the North Twitter. And look, if you haven't subscribed to our uh, anything to do with podcasts and or YouTube, you can find us under uh, Schmoes of the North. We got Schmodown related things. If you don't know what it is, check it out, Schmodown. And we got movie stuff, life talk, a lot of content you can browse through. So take a look and subscribe. All right. And also, too, I just want to mention one more thing before we sign off. You guys can actually buy me a coffee. In other words, is I actually have a PayPal account hooked up to this thing. If you guys want to donate um, money towards the show to actually help me get microphones, better equipment and stuff like that, you guys can actually do that now. It's called buymeacoffee.com. And it's actually going to be in the show notes, so you guys can actually do that if you want to actually donate towards the cause. Matter of fact, I can even switch it up and even say, buy me a pizza pizza. You can also do that, too. But either way it goes, go on ahead, show me some love and support if you guys want to. You guys don't have to, but it's appreciated. And as always, I'm blessed to actually have you guys as fans listening in on this show. And it just means a lot to me. And always until next time, bye-bye. Bonsoir.